0: Welcome to the Sports Hancho's Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company Radio Network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny? I'm
1: ready, Mr. Cuthbert.
0: Well, then let's go! Woo hoo hoo! Happy Yom Kippur, everybody! Almost. Welcome to the Sports Honchos Atonement Show, live. From the great states of New York and Maryland, yours truly here in the great NYSTATE, let's bring along my favorite honchos and yours, Mr. Robert Cuney from the great state of Maryland, where I recently was.
1: Greetings and salutations. I was waiting for you to say, you know, say hello to the folks, Mr. Kennedy. See, we're out of practice. It's been too long since last we spoke. Are you not but, listening? Uh... I
0: just... I said,
1: you did, you kind of, I, you, you, usually you throw it to me in a much more direct way You were talking about yourself being in Annapolis I was, I haven't seen you in so long I, I just, what? I got what lost your, in your voice Do we
0: need to do it again? Hold on, we'll start over You are going to start over? We're going to start the goddamn <laughs> no, we'll, show over? We'll, we'll we'll, do no, it you asked for it No, we'll no, do we'll it in pre-production we are oh, start the show over, here we go
1: oh, All right, let's go. Go. go, let's do it
0: Just in case, you know Okay I'm ready, Mr. Cuthbert All right, so you want to feed me some lines here as to what we're going to do here? No, I'm ready You you sure? I'm ready, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, Robert Cutie! Hey! hey, 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 Greetings and
1: salutations, everybody. (laughs) See, we'll edit all of that out in post-production, as I told you. And let me just correct one thing. It is not quite the Kipper, the Super Bowl Sunday of Judaism, as it were. It's sundown. That's why we're doing this show slightly early, so I can get one last round of things to atone for before sundown and the holiest day of the Jewish calendar. Well, my I, bell is my bell is no bueno tonight.
0: No, no he, it's like it's out. Of, it up while we're away here. I don't know.
1: It's out of practice. It's it dusty. So, but we're back after our summer of we're here, we're not here. Informal. We're back every week now, folks.
0: So driving you home, it, driving you crazy. Rumor has it we're going to try and get back doing a weekly show.
1: Rumor has it. Yeah, we'd like to get back to our regular schedule now that you know the fall and the winter sports are coming.
0: Hey, speaking of rumor has it, have you watched the uh the Umbrella Company on Netflix? I have. Did you get through the whole season? I did. Both both seasons, I should say.
1: Yes, both seasons. All right,
0: I'm on episode 9. Okay. I'm enjoying it. First season. But No, but, I'm just saying, but don't uh, say anything else is what I'm trying oh, to do. Oh, I'm not. Uh, it's it's a but tremendous episode, show. Okay, good.
1: I I certainly hope Oh, I see what you're getting at when I said rumor has it. Oh, so, I get you now. I'm, I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're laying down, brother. Um, yeah, it's a great show. I highly recommend it. Um, have you, speaking of TV, have you been watching What If?
0: No, not yet.
1: All right. You need to watch What If? And what's great about the show is most of all, the, the most of the actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, have lent their voices to it. No Robert Downey Jr., no Chris Evans. You know, fuck those guys. But the late, great uh, Chadwick Boseman, before he passed, was able to record some of the shows, adding even more to the legend of the Boseman, a guy who was, you know...
0: So it's a real cartoony, right? It's, it's not real... Yeah, uh... you
1: know, it's a cartoon, yeah. So he did all of these things while battling cancer. So check it out. Wow. He's got at least a couple episodes uh, in the can for what if...
0: In the can, really? Really? Yeah. Is that what? That's the I, term you got to use? Sorry. Every guy well, passes I, away from colon cancer, I, and you got to say, in the can? In the
1: can? I'm sorry. I could have used another expression. You're right. But, I mean, just... Have it in the hopper. So
0: disrespectful.
1: I don't mean to be disrespectful. Well, you are. And I guess we should acknowledge, since this is what we do at the beginning of every show, uh, no MLB Hall of Famers passed away today, so as always... Willie Mays and his family, the family and friends of the Say Hey Kid, give him a hug. But Norm MacDonald did pass away. Another private battle with cancer. That was, that was brutal.
0: Got in, any inappropriate uh, remarks to say about Norm's no. passing?
1: Things to say about Norm MacDonald? No, I do not. No, Pretty sorry. Funny guy. I used to love super super
0: sky point when, for um, Norm MacDonald. What was his name? Dave Miller? Is that the comedian the guy who had the show on HBO? Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller, when he was yeah. sane a few <laughs> years ago, he uh, used to have a show on HBO. Uh, he used to always have Norm come on, come on, and then this is a favorite subject <laughs> of yours. Our, our previous on-show listeners would know, but Norm would always come and break a show up and, you know, you know, come up with something and just basically blurt out, you know, the C O C K word. I'm not gonna say.
1: Ah, anyone for penis. I yes, see. Okay.
0: Yes, yes. So All right. uh, that well, used to I always will, be pretty fun.
1: I will proudly carry that mantle yes. in honor of the late Norm McDonald. The Good late great on. Norm McDonald.
0: Good guy. Seems to be one of those guys who didn't lose his mind over the last no. few years. Unlike Dennis Miller. <laughs> Unlike Dennis Miller and a couple others yep. that we know. Um so I saw you in person finally.
1: Yes. It was quite exciting. Your band,
0: the Jimmy Kenny Beach Band? No, it's Jimmy Kenny and the Pirate Beach Band. Ah, Jimmy Kenny There's and the vari- Pirate Beach Band. I tell Beach you, beard. people have butchered that name in many variations. But if you just say no. Jimmy Kenny band, it's real yeah.
1: simple. All right. Well the Jimmy Kenny band. We we saw your band in Annapolis, the capital of the fine state of Maryland, this past Friday. Band was fantastic. I, I tweeted that out already, but let me say it for our millions of showgram followers, outstanding cover songs. You guys are great. The band is tight. The the guitar solo on Hotel California, it was like I was listening to, you know, the original album itself.
0: That's Lou. He's a big fan of the sports honchos. My
1: guitarist. Yeah, they called when I when they saw me, they said they called me the head honcho. It was fantastic. Uh, but the best part of course, after you having the chance to meet Grace, the best part was Spoiler alert, everyone, Paul and I, at, before Friday, had never actually been in the same room together. <laughs> we, we talked on the phone for a long time. Then we do this via the Skype machine, but we had never actually been close enough to smell each other's breath. Yes. But Friday, it was, there was an embrace, at least one embrace, a tearful embrace, <laughs> a, a fabulous reunion. We had a picture taken. Um, but again, I cannot stress enough, if you love him as a podcaster... You will really love him as a singer and a songwriter, right? I know you write songs and record
0: them. A dabble, yes.
1: Yeah, there's a dabbling. Yes. No, but the, in all seriousness, the band was really good. Um, I, I was the one downside was it was an incredibly white audience. I felt really, you know, awkward. What but I was right also of a
0: statement is that
1: <laughs> I was also the youngest person there, so it was nice.
0: <laughs> That's not true either.
1: No, that isn't true. But y- you you, you see, discover you know,
0: you, I, see this is typical Robert Cuny Michigas.
1: Hey, up. On. he's a nice there guy. He's
0: doing this. You got to go see the band, and then the zingers. Like, oh my god, I was the youngest person there.
1: Oh no, actually, that's not god, true.
0: I was the widest person. What is that?
1: It wasn't true, but but there None were some. True. There were some ads for Ingleside. I saw at your uh, at your show. Wow, <laughs> there was an Ingleside booth right next to the ticket booth. No, I'm just kidding. All right, folks, you're right. I wasn't the youngest person there, but it was a crowd. There was a let's just say wide variance. There was a womb to tomb feel to the crowd. Very family friendly. To yes, very <laughs> friendly, family friendly atmosphere. It was awkwardly white. I'm not going to lie to you, but the music was great. The band was great. Awkwardly you know, white. You well, didn't it's, do- it's
0: not. It's not. You know. I'm sorry. I hate to bring this up to you, but it's not. You know. Um, it's not. You know. Not a Stevie won the band, you know what I'm saying? No. It's a little, no, it it's a little beachy stuff. I mean there's, there's some uh, Calypso and some reggae in there, some island vibes in there. Yeah,
1: you know? no, it was it was it was really good. Um I'm sorry we didn't stay you for know, you the just, second. You, set. you gotta
0: make it a color issue. It's unbelievable. You well, totally just ruined everything... the whole the whole nice thing about this whole thing. First of all, it was really just to say that me and you finally got to meet each other. Now I never right. want to see you again. Okay, well good night everybody.
1: <laughs> For next week, it's going to be just the honcho. Uh, no penis talk, no color talk. It's going to be just Paul solo.
0: Well, and tell then I'll be down in Annapolis. We're coming back on October 9th, so we'll be back. That's down what there you said. Today. Now you you mentioned Big boat show down there, and we'll be at uh, Pooser's Grill. Where? Pooser's Grill in Annapolis. Yes. Annapolis? Yes. But you you are now okay. officially because you had banned. Mentioned- you I'm, are not allowed anywhere near I'll, the place. And you know why? I'll send somebody. Because I know for a fact, because we played there before, there will be mm-hmm. color and there will be young people. Yes.
1: There. Fantastic. But you and no I promise longer a crew you, non-invited. this time,
0: you will be banned.
1: Unlike last time, I will stand up and yell Freebird, or I will take my shirt off and say, Paulie, I love you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll attend it to Tom Jones concert and throw my uh, underwear up on the stage. Oh, disgusting. By the way anybody yeah. who knows who Tom Jones is was probably at the show on uh, Friday night, so there you go.
0: <laughs> All right, pal. Let's get this show yes. on the road. Yes. Oh, Time some for real, some real work? headlines that'll make you do lines.
1: Right. Mister Robert
0: Cunty. I'll let you choose.
1: Do you want to hear about hot dogs or underwear first? Which one? Which one of these?
0: You know, we did enough hot dogs in the show in the last couple episodes, so let's let's move on to something else.
1: Well, I, I only have two stories here. So you're going to get underwear first and then hot dog second. Uh, doing hot Headline, for the New York Post. And I would like you to know that for all of Paulie's histrionics, he's the guy that sent me this story. So you're welcome, Mr. and Mrs. America. Headline, man busted for stealing 730 pieces of women's underwear from laundromats. And if you Google up the story, you can see this fantastic photo of what looks like an empty uh, gymnasium in an elementary school with just pairs of underwear, as far as the eye can see. That's the extent.
0: quite a haul. (laughs) This guy's
1: collection. So, and look, nobody writes a a better story than The Post. An incorrigible underwear thief has been arrested in Japan for stealing a staggering 730 bras and panties from various laundromats. Tetsuo Urata, 56, was arrested last week after police found the huge stash of female underwear in his apartment in the southern Japanese city of Beppu, according to local outlet Abima TV. And then I mentioned the whole, the extent of which, of the hall, as you just said. Um, The policeman, a police spokesman told Abima TV, quote, we haven't confiscated such a large number of panties in years. Going back to 2019, police in the nearby city of Oitya, OITA arrested 40-year-old Toru Adichie in 2019 for stealing 1,100 pairs of underwear, according to the Tokyo Reporter. And this is my favorite part of the story. The last line says, police say they've seized the 730 underwear items as evidence. What exactly are they going to do with those 730 pairs of underwear as evidence? Wouldn't one or two suffice? 730 pairs? So, if you're in Japan...
0: Now they're going to hang them up? And uh, ask people to come claim them?
1: I was going to say, if you're in Japan, the odds are pretty good that if you see a police officer, he might be wearing, or she might be wearing some confiscated underwear. As evidence, of course. As evidence. There you go. Then the other story, of course, and this one, this is one of those stories that you have to take with not just a grain, but a shaker of salt. Uh, Headline, eating a hot dog could take 36 minutes off your life, study says. This is from CNN Health. Uh, quote, you may want to skip the toppings on your next hot dog or skip it all together." Health researchers at the University of Michigan have found that eating a single hot dog could take 36 minutes off your life. In their study published m- this month in the Journal of Natural Food, researchers looked at 5,853 foods in the U.S. diet and measured their effects in minutes of healthy life gained or lost. So some foods take years off your life and some foods... Prolong it, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, One of the foods researchers measured was a standard beef hot dog in a bun as 61 grams of processed meat resulted in the loss of 27 minutes of healthy life. But when ingredients like sodium and trans fatty acids were factored in, the final value was 36 minutes lost. Consumption foods such as nuts, legumes, seafood, fruits, and non-starchy vegetables, on the other hand, have positive effects on the study, uh, on health, the study found. The index is primarily there to help aid in selecting and using calories consumed on a daily basis to tweak a minimum of habits that make the minimum change to obtain a maximum benefit for health and the environment, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's to help you eat better. So basically, this study is saying make better choices, eat more fruits and vegetables, less processed meat. You know, what we call a diet here on planet Earth.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I just sent you a case of hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you thank you
1: very much i appreciate that so there was a a tweet i don't know from whom but it was about joey chestnut um you know the the record-breaking nathan's hot dog eating champion it said nathan uh joey chestnut born uh, 1983 died uh, you know 1720 because somebody he's eaten so many hot dogs he's actually in the negative now so there you go he's still but, going uh, He is still going He's
0: proven proven that theory wrong.
1: The study says says you shouldn't try to counteract. Like if I eat one hot dog and a fistful of legumes, they counteract each other. It said the study is not set up that way to say, hey, I have a hot dog. But this morning I had, you know, three apples and some salmon. So I'm, I'm good. It doesn't work that way. But look how they came up with 36 minutes. Who knows? Don't eat hot dogs all the time. Eat them in moderation like everything else. You'll be fine. I promise.
0: Thank you, Dr. Dr. Cuny. Dr.
1: Cuny says so. Thank you, Dr. Cuny.
0: You're welcome. All right, man. Good stuff. But, uh, you know, we're a goddamn sports show.
1: Hot and dogs for uh, everyone. You
0: know, it's, uh, it's the way it should be, you know, Ronnie.
1: Right Are we talking sports today? I forgot.
0: Oh, the drums, baby. The back. Just like college football's back, baby. Back, big, better than ever. You could say. Some say, may not. May not say May not say the naysayers may not not say that, but anyway, we're here for it, baby. It's early. We're a little rusty. We're about a week or two behind, but we are on our way for some NCAA football on your Saturdays, and I, it's it's on all the time now. So, but uh, it sure is. Let's go, Rob. Where, where do you Can want I? to start, buddy?
1: Well, uh, let me just start here with. The notion which, that which conference
0: it, division conference mix up oh, mashup we're, division conference pack are we going to start yeah, now? we're going to
1: talk about the uh, the mashup, the conference mashup in a moment. but I just want to say, this notion that football is a th- so much better, or college pro, or sports in general, is so much better with fans is partially correct. It is great to have the fans back in the stands. It's great to have You're jump around Wisconsin.
0: And right, each it's other great the, to have COVID.
1: It's great to have Enter Sandman at Virginia Tech. All that is great, but to say that it was unwatchable without the fans, please, uh, you strip all that away. I'm still watching the games. I'm still watching the players. I'm still watching the coaches. The fans are great. It's nice not having cardboard cutouts and piped-in crowd noise, but all of the hysteria over how wonderful it was to have fans back. It was good to have them back. But I still enjoyed the games last year. To me, they were still wildly competitive. We had a good college season, had a good pro season as always. So I just, I'm tired, a little, little tired of people saying, thank God the fans are back. We needed them.
0: Man, they're nice. We needed they're the nice to have We needed the fighting. Right. We needed it's the nice. beer spilling, name calling, face punching, angry mosh pitting. Just a you know, what's, the, what's the rest of that of, scene from? Uh, a sea of unmasked. Along came Polly. Remember when? once wow. his face is in there? This
1: Loose. <laughs>
0: He's trying to sell. It's them a the insurance. sea
1: of unmasked <laughs> college kids all smashed together. It's great.
0: It's awesome. It's you know what? It's, it's awesome great. because I'm not there. I'm not in the building. Yes.
1: Anymore. Exactly. I am I I, I I watching but him quick, from afar is fine.
0: Quick that the fighting that's going. It's not only even college football. I mean it started when the the hoops came back in the playoffs. Right. But people are just it's baseball now too. Everybody's they're
1: beating the living shit out of it, each other. It feels like nobody knows how to act with each other. It's like, wow, we can go out in public and, and hobnob and be elbow to elbow. what do we do? Hey, I'm just gonna punch this guy and call this other guy's mama whore. <laughs> I didn't realize that was what we missed in society, violence and aggression and anger. That close to each other. I mean, See, Barstool
0: I think we, and ESPN could, could have a whole new network now mm-hmm. of in-game and post-game brawling videos. Well,
1: we spent commentary. so much time. We spent so much time alone, just you know, pounding on the keyboard, sending out angry tweets. That once we got out in public, we we're like, "Hey, wait, I can talk to people, but with the same anger and the same pent-up frustration." Bunch so,
0: of dumb fucks. <laughs> yes,
1: I'll say. So, listen, speaking of dumb fucks, hey, there's a radio segue for you. Um, As I said 16 months ago, the last time you and I had a podcast, of all the conferences moving into one and we're pretty much just going to have a league of haves and all the have-nots can Mm -hmm. go on their own. Well, now we have the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 having an alliance to focus on, quote, a collaborative approach. They don't really spell out what that means, but in the wake of Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, all the other conferences now are running scared. So the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, three more of the Power Five are going to get together and figure some stuff out. They're going. The gist of the alliance, according to this story, uh, is that is not necessarily a direct counter to the SEC on the way to it's becoming the first 16-team super conference, it's the ability to collaborate academically and athletically among some of the country's highest-regarded research institutions. In other words, we are going to compete. We are afraid of the SEC. And if we get put our three conferences together, it's expanded playoffs, more money for us, which is fine. The Big 12, as again, the conferences start to retool, they're moving uh classic Big 12 country here. Classic Big 12 country. UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston. They're going to replace Texas and Oklahoma with UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston, which is going to be good for the, the teams coming in because now they're in a major conference, which means more revenue, better chance for playoffs. But again, what we're seeing here, the tectonic plates shifting from the Power Five and 10 or 12 teams for Conference 2, let's just put them all in one big pile, have a 16-team super playoff, more money for everybody, abandon the NCAA, and call ourselves pro- semi-professionals. So instead of wondering what league is going to be around to challenge the NFL, have the college game become semi-professional. And if you want to counteract all the transferring... Because that's becoming the new frontier. It's not high school kids anymore. It's college transfers with the transfer portal. Say, look, you can transfer wherever you want. You can make money off your name, image, and likeness. Guy gesund. But how about a contract? If you come to our school, you sign a one-year contract or a two-year contract, whatever it is. If you can make money because you're here, if you can transfer with no penalty. What
0: happens to schooling then?
1: Forget it. This schooling hasn't been an issue in a hundred thousand well, years. If a
0: guy goes and plays what in Michigan for a year and says, "Ah, you know what? I'm going to go play for Notre Dame next year," and so they can do that. So you can break up your degree for say four years in four different schools.
1: Uh, nobody really asks those kinds of questions I in the revenue sports. We ask it, but the players well, what at- things,
0: used to say, "Those who training asking questions only questions in training or something like that." I
1: was. I'm going to give you. That was fantastic. I don't even know what that means.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what that means.
1: I'm sure there was a there Come was on, a the Ben
0: Stiller movie.
1: I'm sure there was a gem
0: About in the there heroes. somewhere. the heroes, the shoveler. You remember the shoveler? No. Come no,
1: on. I, I'm totally lost on the Ben Stiller movies. Look,
0: <laughs> <Hey>.
1: <laughs> I've lost my speaking of loss, I've lost Frank my train and of thought.
0: Casanova, nah. Mystery Men.
1: Mystery Men was a terrible movie. <laughs>
0: it was phenomenal. Terrible. How dare
1: you? How dare you bring up that movie? So
0: the line was those those who question training only train in asking questions.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. That's your homework tonight, Mr. and Mrs. Honcho listener.
0: Anyway. The greatest lines in movie history.
1: <laughs> people have st- – I'm, I'm moving on now. I'm, I'm, little, I'm, not, I'm not questioning or training. People have stopped asking the questions. Wait a minute. What about the degree? If I go from one, from Michigan to Notre Dame to Texas A and M, three schools in three years. What about the degree? Who cares? No one cares. It's just—it's
0: now just. But Rob, wins. Shouldn't they care? Of course they should. I'm not saying it's good. And think of if the parents having to move from state to state. and Oh, I'm sure they're routes. real broken
1: up about it. <laughs> sure, they're real broken up, especially a player that has NFL potential. They're real broken up about. Spending a couple of years moving around, and then they can't go down
0: this road, Rob.
1: Big payday.
0: Who can't, can't go down? That, that's what American college is about: loyalty and joining a college and being there for four years. Yeah. You can't, you can't go. I'm going to play for Clemson this year, and then I'm going to go play for Alabama next year. You can't do that. No. that's
1: why the NCAA should exempt basketball and football, the big revenue-producing sports, from their their purview, their oversight, and say all these other schools. It's, you know, make a commitment, you can't transfer as easily, build up, you know, that school spirit, school union, getting your degrees and being student athletes, and you don't have as much opportunity to profit off your name, image, and likeness. But for the big boys and girls, women's sports, men's sports, for the revenue-producing sports, you're on your own. Do what you like. We know you're not really here to go to school. You're here to hopefully make money playing professionally, either here I don't or overseas. go
0: to the party, man, and hook up.
1: Or and and fight each other in the stands and give each other COVID. Yes, and be super spreaders. So that's where we're headed. And and the sooner they get there, the better. Because all of this dancing around till the music stops, hoping that there's a chair when you sit down, it's just it's. We know what's coming. We know what's going to eventually come with all of this conference well, realignment.
0: Why keep us in suspense? What is coming?
1: Exactly. No, that's some, I just told you what's coming. What's coming? Eventually, it's it's going to be one. Big super conference. Oh, I thought we were all
0: going to die from COVID. I thought that's what you.
1: Well, mean. that's always a possibility before the big super <laughs> not conferences. Not up here in the
0: Northeast. We're vaccinated.
1: Yeah, no, don't get me started on that. We have a couple stories about vaccines. I, 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 I just found out recently that somebody I know
0: is not vaccinated. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just. I'm I will, sorry. I, I, will, I just. I will, I, will, I will let you know. He's shaking I, his head in disgust. I can't,
1: I can't. I wish you could see me. <laughs> I just, I can't, I cannot wrap my head or anything else for that matter around the idea of not getting vaccinated. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. I don't want to derail us too much. I just, it's still, it that stuns will be me. Coming
0: up on the Hancho's vaccination show.
1: On the third hour of today's exciting show, Graham. So realignment is coming, my friend. I mean, the big realignment, like the singularity is coming. The big realignment is coming. So get ready. And will it become oh, yes. a Marvel movie? Oh, it would have to be, either animated or you know, IRL is the kids say.
0: <laughs> so the big question is, Rob. Yes, sir. Will anybody give a shit about this? Are they still going to go see the games, watch the games, fill the stadiums? Of course. That's especially no, that's it if it- matters, so. It doesn't matter.
1: Right. This is not a bad thing if you like money and you like sports and you like both those things well, if together. It's not a Bad
0: thing? Then why bring it up? I thought we weren't bring up bad things here.
1: I didn't get the memo on that. Hold on, let me look. Uh, let me see. Uh, no memos. No, I don't see the memo that says only bad right, things. So That's thing. next week on so the only bad thing, things show.
0: Doesn't matter if it if it affects yeah. any of the other have not schools.
1: Here's why it's a good thing. If we give up the notion that that these athletes, again in the big revenue sports, are going to get an education solely to get an education, I'm sure there are some that are getting an edu- that want an education. If you look at it as a vehicle for kids, students, whatever you want to call them, to move on to the next phase of their career, which is the professional ranks again here, abroad, whatever, and it makes money for them, makes money for for the schools, it entertains us, I'm okay with that. But if you cling to this notion that football and basketball should be about the education first and the success and the pro career second, come on. That's just – you're clinging – too much to the past. It's a nice notion. I wish, you know, the guys at Ohio State, the players at Ohio State were there because they want the Ohio State education and not the exposure, not the NIL money, not the chance to go pros. But that's not why they're there.
0: They're there so for we beautiful can, scenery. Of yeah, Columbus, clear. Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we can beat our head against the wall and say, you must be there for more virtuous reasons. They're saying, they're not. It's okay. I like the games. It's, it's fine. Let's just get all the schools that are big together, have them have one mega conference, have some playoffs. We'll pay money to watch you know, live, watch them on TV. Everyone goes home a winner.
0: And, and at time, have the fans brought down to the field and they can all beat the shit out of each other. Wouldn't that be a great promotion? That would be awesome. Any fans who are having a disagreement right now, they could make this announcement about five minutes left in the second quarter. All fans having issues in the stands with fellow fans, please head down to Gate 21. And then, and then what they do is they make this ring of fire. It <laughs> <That'd> be awesome. <laughs> and the you last know, man standing or the last woman standing, they get free beer for the rest of the season.
1: You know, they have those, those rooms where you can take a sledgehammer to furniture you know, yes! uh, and, and, and get out your aggression. So at football games, at halftime, they can bring out, a, a as you say, the ring of fire or a steel cage. And say for X dollars, you can come down. You got a beef with somebody or something? Just come in this cage, just beat the shit out of each other, right? Wearing, you know, the jersey of the home team. You know, got to promote the home team. Everyone's like the Michigan or Ohio State jerseys on, and you just start
0: swinging, buddy. You you know somebody's going to hear this in the industry, and they're going to pass it on. I'm telling you, this could be huge. No, you no, no doing a hot, copyrighted, a hot shows copyrighted games. game show. Um, what time stamp this, this is uh, 4.52 Eastern Standard Time on September uh, what did I September 15th. Right. Introduce halftime or in-between period fans beating the shit out of each other.
1: And that's what it would be called. We're going to call our show fans beating the, beating the shit, the out, of shit each out, each
0: other. out of each other. Half-time no artistic
1: name, no clever name. It's the just this is what the the it is.
0: Bowl. They're good ratings now. They go through the roof. Instead of having yep. like Katy Perry or John Mayer or uh, Aerosmith or anybody like that, you just you yep. get all the fans who have won all the fights during the yep. season. Like, say, you take the Vikings, right? Eight, right. nine home games, whatever the fuck it is these days, how many games they're playing in football. Uh, and then that guy, that guy, and then they have, <laughs> like, a championship and a playoff, and then the two or whatever, and just, just have them all beat the shit out of each other on national
1: Imagine you're watching the Super Bowl, but you're really excited for the halftime show. Yes. That never happens. You know, yeah, the game's great, Tampa Bay, whatever, From Seattle, yeah.
0: from the, you know, the big Hawks fan who beat the shit out of Larry, the L.A. Rams fan, you know. Right. Oh, the buildup's going to be amazing. Or well, better yet, Washington or you football. could also. I mean, Washington football club fans, not only did they have um, no. feces and urine pouring down in the stadium the Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. The <laughs> now they're really pissed off. That's yeah, going to be amazing. Write it down. Look,
1: look. They oh, could I'm also sorry. have Did I
0: veer off? Sorry.
1: They could also have the loser of the AFC and NFC title games. Their fans in the cage against the fans of the team that won. So you can get your revenge. Look, your team might have made the Super this Bowl. Too good. But now this we're going to start I'm swinging. Right this this is great. Everyone forget standing. everything else in the show. <laughs> this is a genius idea that we hope to bring to the American public soon. Very very soon. And yes,
0: it's like that Seinfeld episode.
1: Yes, we (laughs) will make sure that everyone. everyone,
0: Pitch the show to the network. (laughs) It's a
1: show about nothing. (laughs) It's a a steel cage match about people who are angry about nothing.
0: Beat the living shit out of each other. Forget the iPhones. Put it on national TV, baby.
1: And so an executive will say, that's the show, huh? That's it. That's the show. And we, we sit back and we eat a box of raisins until someone takes it out of the office.
0: Oh, man. All right. What were we talking about?
1: I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, oh, there's we're gonna talking be a whole about bunch college. of super leagues, conferences, yeah. divisions, a lot of money that me and you aren't going to make. A no. lot of fans are going to go to get drunk, COVID, and fight and beat the shit out of each other. And yeah. um, that's it. Great stuff.
1: It is. What more could you ask for? Well, good night everybody. Drive home <laughs> safely. <laughs> well, what do you want to say about sorry. Clay Helton? Uh just speaking of big colleges, hey man, you know, uh, get being the head coach at USC with a winning record, a forty six and twenty four record and a, a Rose Bowl trip and a Pac twelve title, that ain't what it used to be. Clay Helton, pff, done, fired after six seasons. You know? Well who did six he lose last at USC
0: to? who did he lose his last game to?
1: He lost to Stanford, yeah, which is Yeah, thank you very much. Home,
0: which very is not, much. I know, not a Come powerhouse. Come on! I would have fired him in the first quarter! It's just... It's look, unacceptable in USC! You can't lose knicks. to those pretty boys over there in their white mean, unis!
1: It just shows how the mighty have fallen. I mean, USC, there was a time when USC was the gold standard, at least west of the Mississippi, and now... You know, they've gone through a string of coaches that since Pete Carroll and his two national championships, you know, they haven't been able to find someone. You'd think that'd be a a, a more attractive job, like when when the Texas job uh, came open. I mean, you'd think that would be more attractive, but, you know, and it's not. You can no longer, again, unless you're Nick Saban, sitting back on your laurels and saying, look what I've done. Although Nick Saban continues to win, I understand Um or Dabo Swinney at Clemson. I mean, those coaches who pretty much write their own tickets. You know, these bigger schools are saying, "Look, especially on the Pac-12, which has been kind of a joke lately, we're not going to sit around and wait for you guys to do better." Uh, Chip Kelly's off to a great start. If he if if he had lost those two games to Hawaii and LSU, we'd be talking about him as the first fired, probably, because up to that point, his record yeah, was how we say Stafford, sketchy.
0: Okay, he lost Stafford.
1: No, I mean yes. Stanford is, is bad. At but all. He, had, he won almost twice as many games as he lost. He won a Rose Bowl, had a Has Pac-12 a title, won. and they're like I, not good like enough. Janet girl. Jackson used to sing, "What, what have you done? have you done for me lately?" What done for me lately, I know that's what it is. You know, get out. I feel bad for the guy, you know. Clo actually
0: take I, everything from your desk and get out.
1: Okay, so the first beat the shit out of each other match is Paul against Clay Helton. <laughs> yeah. After all the things you said about him, no soft landings here. No, that's a different show. Um, that's, that's the other thing I wanted to mention: college,
0: That's podcasts versus fired college coaches. Different show.
1: Well, that would be another great show. Right there. So sports,
0: sports media, time.
1: Sports media versus cut players, fired coaches, all the people they've bashed.
0: Oh, Larry for Brooks ratings and and um and um. Oh, my God. How am I forgetting his name? Torts. Yes, Torts. Torts and Larry Brooks. Throw him in the oh, ring. That'd
1: be... Who wouldn't pay for that? What Rangers fan wouldn't pay top dollar? Or fan of anything wouldn't pay top dollar to see who Brooks was the and the
0: coach who had an issue with the referee, Don Kohosky?
1: That's uh, well, former he, Caps he another coach. another donut, he said. Yeah, former Caps coach. Eat another donut, you blank pig. Or you fat pig. God, what was his name? Sean Phil, Jim Sean Phil. There you go. Put him in the ring. Yes. He and Don Koharski. <laughs> uh, actually, better. you
0: know what we should do is probably talk to the, the claymation guys. Yes. Do the celebrity death match on MTV. I,
1: I, I'm not sure Don Koharski is still with us, by the way. Although it would be a much easier fight for Sean Phil, I guess. But I don't know. if I know Sean Phil's still with us. I don't
0: know if, I, if Don Koharski Maybe he had too many don't Get out. Bury your head in the sand. <laughs> You want Yikes. to talk about the fight in Irish?
1: I just want to say quickly about that. The, the, the two wins or two games from last this past weekend. I don't know which is a bigger deal. Ohio State losing to Oregon. It's the first time Ohio State has lost uh, to a top five team. Well, you uh, mentioned earlier most of these guys five. are going to leave. True. And then or Notre Dame barely squeaking by uh, Toledo. After barely getting by Florida State the week before.
0: Uh, it's early in the season. They're a little rusty. Right. It,
1: it is. It's the second game for some schools third game. I don't to me it seems like I was the bigger surprise to me is Ohio State losing to Oregon, but Oregon's pretty good. But Ohio State never loses. Ever, it seems like recently in the regular season. Not to a Pac twelve team.
0: Was that game in Oregon or at home at home?
1: It was in Oregon. It was not in the horseshoe. Oh, did
0: they run? Did they jam the field? Did they tear down the goalposts?
1: I don't know. Probably. I wasn't actually watching oh, the end of the game.
0: God, you, you can't bring a topic up and About have storming the extra the field? information available for when Paulie asks you the important questions. Like, like did they storm the was field? Was the game home? And since Ohio State never loses, did the Oregon fans rush the field and tear down the goalposts? Because I would have to say that would be a pretty damn big win for their organization. And right, most so. of the time in history's past when teams have a huge victory on a college level, the fans go batshit crazy. We saw it in Notre Dame last year. And they rush the field and they break things.
1: <laughs> okay. So it was even worse because it was... I, I, was, I misspoke. It was actually in Columbus. And Ohio State never, never loses, especially in Columbus, this early in the season.
0: So did the Columbus, did the Ohio State fans in anger rush no, the field? No, there's and I don't they don't rush the, the sh- stadium
1: no, because they, they don't rush have. the field in anger. They should have had a cage. No, we've been down this road already. Um, so that's a fairly big deal. But I, I think to me,
0: it is the Ohio season. State. It's a big deal.
1: It is a Well, in the world of college, it is a bigger deal to me because, look, Notre Dame, they have spurts every now and then, but we know they're fraudulent. They may do well during the season, they get to the postseason, and it, they flame out. Everyone loves another antiquated notion, if we're on the antiquated notion theme, of keeping, Ohio, of keeping Notre Dame around for the postseason and trying to squeeze them in whenever they can, because I know it's about eyeballs and it's about the dollars and it's about the television ratings, but... They're just not that good. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a big fan of as much misery as can be heaped upon Brian Kelly, who we may be hearing from later in the show, Graham. Uh, that, to me, is it's not as big a deal because it's Notre Dame. You peel back the curtain of Notre Dame. It just ain't that good, kids. not the 80s, 90s, and you 70s anymore.
0: You don't have to worry about Notre Dame. They're never going to lose ever again because if they lose, they will be executed.
1: Yes, and will be <laughs> Again, we may be hearing more about that story later in the show, Graham. So to me, it's Ohio State. Every
0: coach, every coach should use that.
1: Yes. But all the undefeated
0: um, teams will have.
1: Here's the thing. As you said, it's the it's week two, week three for some schools. Uh, Ohio State, the NCAA will find a way and will ESPN and all the other networks will find a way to get Ohio State. Unless they lose three or four games, get them into the mix when the season is coming to an end.
0: Alright. Let's move on. So there you on. go.
1: That's that's college for you.
0: Yeah, it's real quick. This look this is a quick hit quick hit on the atonement show this week. Uh, yes. we don't uh, we don't have our usual uh endless amount of hours here on the Honchos today, uh, surprise no. show. But we're we're getting uh, the rust off here. So anyway, let's uh we are. head to the Hardwood, the Rinks, and the Diamonds for a quick little addition of baseball, football. Basketball, right here on the Botancho! Alright, pal, you got two episodes left. You got this one and, and the 40th. And then season one is over here in the Honchos. You gotta stop oh, no. clapping there, Mr. Am Mr. Q. I am I gonna, let's start clapping, a, baby. Are, we,
1: are they gonna recast me for season two?
0: <laughs> Lots of changes coming in season two.
1: Wow. Including, uh, it's. it's Especially
0: <laughs> me and you. The reason I don't know about the changes. <laughs> yeah, the reason <laughs> I
1: don't know about the changes is because Paul's already recast me.
0: So. No, that'll never happen. There's no. There was. It's like Rush. The, we, the, without Neil Peart, there is no Rush. The, without no, that's for Robert sure. Cooney. Paul Cupid together. There is no sports announcers.
1: No. That's
0: it. Mm. Can't. Be but thanks.
1: It's very that. nice of you. Sure. Uh, I could you cancel the whole
0: show and start a new show, but
1: you could. <laughs> It could Not gonna happen,
0: buddy. I love you.
1: Thank you. I love you, too. This is yeah. a lot of love. You can tell it's almost Yom Kippur.
0: Now that I've actually met you and, you know. Yeah.
1: No, thank you. It Even was your
0: things about my band. It's all right.
1: Uh, no, I said great things no, about your you band. Didn't. Your you, band you, you kicks you ass. Set everybody
0: up. And then you basically said, ah, they play for old people. It's all right. Go ahead. Your band kicks here we ass. Go. Let's go. All right. Hockey real quick. Uh, they're going to play in the Olympics. Uh, the Are we excited about this? In October. Uh, training camp start, and then on the week or two, a couple of guys down the rink, and uh, that's really about it.
1: I mean, I'm, I I think it's great. How do you feel about it? I, It's, it's overdue. Uh, There's this edict that they couldn't play for the last Olympics. What was that all about? Where is so it going to
0: be in China this year? Where are the Olympics? Yes.
1: As I look down the floor, because I threw all my, my notes on not the floor on this. We'll, we'll, we'll yes. be at
0: war with China probably in the next month or two. That's not going to happen.
1: Okay, then. So that's why they said they'll play in the Olympics because there will be no Olympics. There will be no
0: Olympics. For the first time in history, the Chinese are sending their freaking Navy up to Alaska. We're sending stuff down. There's all kinds of stuff going on. There will be no Beijing Olympics because we'll all be at war. Or at least our navies will be at war. Yeah. Let's pump uh, the the brakes. We'll
1: we'll pump the brakes on season two of the sports honchos because we could be at war and then, then, you know, we won't Uh, be available.
0: Look, it's brewing. I mean,. North Korea just sent a couple of ballistic missiles into the Pacific last night, and you know why? Man. I heard they did that. They don't Pre-ux. think their hockey team's gonna have a chance against the NHL teams in the Olympics. So that's basically no. North Korea's warning shot about them being a little upset about the level of competition.
1: Uh, I'm not a I'm not a betting team. man, but I would take I would take the over, and the uh, the goals. I would take the over. And the points or the goals on the U.S. team versus uh, you know, the I Korean this national is the team.
0: The, the Chinese don't like to lose. They know they can't, they can't put a hockey team up against either Canada or Russia or Sweden. So they're going to start a war here and prevent this whole Winter Olympics thing from happening because they oh. don't want to lose. They that's, lose. A, that's,
1: that's a pretty big step. Really going yeah. out of your way there to avoid being embarrassed in hockey when there's other sports in the Winter Olympics. Time man, not that we care about them.
0: 60s and standard time. Uh, September fifteenth, Paulie predicts no Olympics, Winter Olympics in Beijing, China. There will be a war started because North Korea and the Chinese do not want to lose to the North American, European hockey teams, powerhouses. Okay. They
1: go. Well, but someone should tap them on the shoulders and say, you know, there are other sports besides hockey that you'll be. Yeah, they're not going to
0: win any of those either.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> Come on.
1: What? Okay. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be good okay, at Okay, well, go ahead.
0: spurt out a famous Chinese nothing. alpine skier. Go ahead, go.
1: That's true. Summer sports. Oh, yeah. you remember uh, that
0: famous Chinese cross-country skier? Wait,
1: what about that fabulous North Korean curler? Oh, uh, no, they have none yeah. of those. Speed yeah. skaters, no.
0: Bobsled team. The ah, Chinese bobsled teams, huh?
1: The North uh, Koreans, their money when it comes to golf. Oh, that's not a winter sport. You know, this is uh, the
0: Winter Olympics.
1: I know, that's... Uh, you're right. By the way, when I think great Luz. sites, Chinese team, famous. When I when I think of great sites for Winter Olympics, picture postcard, wintertime landscapes. I think Beijing. How did that? How Who did that happen? Who was the last
0: Chinese moguls champion that we or the rest of the world was afraid of?
1: Wait, mogul or Mongols? Because oh. the Mongols, I can. I'm with you there, but the moguls, I got nothing. All right, do, there's my we're China do more jokes. more
0: hockey as we get a little closer here in the next couple. Of yeah, weeks. we just want to we just
1: want to bash China mercilessly. That's why we had the Basically, story.
0: We, we, yeah, we just really want to say, China, you suck at the Olympics, and that's why they're yeah. gonna start a war.
1: Now, if there's we have any listeners in China, probably not because they have no internet. But if we do have any listeners in China, we love you,
0: and they, good luck in look, the they will. From this is nothing. It's not a. It's just we do facts here. It's not derogatory. It's not racist. It's none of that. Nope. If you just on paper, We're better. on paper, the Chinese have gotten their butts handed to them in Olympic sports over the years. But
1: as the hosts, they get to make whatever few shekels uh, you can make from the Olympics. Hey, so they get o- opening
0: ceremonies, closing ceremonies, the best in the world, baby. You do Remember not get the... choreography and color like you get. The, especially the Asian countries. I mean, Japan. Are we did getting an more What's that? Uh? Are we getting more drums like the last time China hosted an Olympics? Well, you know what? They're always doing military parades, so they're always practicing over there in North Korea and China. That's why they're so good at the opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies. It's amazing. As far as the sporting <laughs> aspects of it, not so good. I feel
1: like we're I feel like we're towing a line here. I just I'm, <laughs> I'm getting awfully uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> I'm getting really uncomfortable. But but okay. tell, me,
0: tell me why you're uncomfortable.
1: Maybe we'll go to war before 2022. (laughs) This show is going to trigger international war. Isn't that great? (laughs) Look, we've come up with a new sports idea, a new halftime show, and we're triggering international conflict. All right. Yay us. And uh, as always, happy Yom Kippur, everybody.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Baseball. I'm winded. Uh, Wild car races heating up here. We're winding down here a little uh, less than uh, 20-so games, maybe 25 games, less than 25 games here. Uh, all kinds of fun going on. Hey, if you haven't been watching baseball this summer, you're missing out, man. Some just incredible talent. We talked yep. extensively around the All-Star game. Uh, all the big names are still doing it as far as the, uh, you know, uh, you know, the guys, uh, you know, running for the, the the just the individual titles and stuff. You can go around from team to team. We just don't have enough time to go around here right now. But specifically, no. right now, we'll just real talk about talk real quick about uh, where the races are For tightening up here in the American League, especially amongst the uh, the wild card uh, between the Yanks, the Red Sox, even Seattle and Oakland are in it right now. Tampa. I mean, Bay. It's, it's
1: a three way tie between Toronto, New York, and Boston.
0: Good stuff. It's going down it was, the wire.
1: Yep. I mean, who? Would, I mean, again, I thought you know certainly the Sox, the Yankees, but Toronto. You know, in that division with Tampa, I realize there's a fifth team that we shan't mention that just kind of cleans up after those other four teams, but, you know, quite competitive. Um, and, you know, the Dodgers and that division. I mean, there are some races that are just fun to watch, despite the fact they're not even close. Um, we have our predictions here that we can talk about at a later show to see how our predictions matched up against. What actually happened? Well,
0: let's do it next week. As I said, we can do by. another show. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll get into it. It's it's a, it's a good stuff. But I mean, look, the the San Francisco Giants have just been an incredible story this year. Um, you know, you got to tip your hat to the Milwaukee Brewers here as well. And you know the, um, you know it's just they've been great races. I mean, Rob, real quick on uh, just you got to love. I don't care what anybody says. The wild card aspect, you know, they have it in other sports, NFL. Um, the NHL just really and they have everybody gets in. Um, the NBA obviously now is tinkering a little bit after some of the quarantine yep. playoffs and stuff, and we'll see what they do coming up. But I'm telling you, man, the um, you know the, I think the wild card's fantastic in the NFL, but it's it's super duper here in baseball because it it really has helped people stay in the game. Because if you look at division leaders right now, okay, I mean. Yanks would be ten games. They're ten games behind Tampa Bay. That's done. It's over with. Um, Cleveland twelve and a half back of uh, the White Sox. Done. Done.
1: Seattle six and a half behind Houston. Done. Almost
0: done. Pretty much
1: done. Almost done. Uh, St. Louis thirteen games behind Milwaukee. Done.
0: Done. <laughs> and then I mean, I you, guess you know, you the, get... the Phillies
1: are hanging in there in the East.
0: Well, look at I mean, look at how bad. I mean, look at the West. So the Dodgers and 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 first goes in right. right. I mean, San Diego twenty back. Colorado, 28 back. The Arizona Diamond, 48 games back. Look,
1: we're only 43 and a half games back behind Tampa. (laughs) We're not as bad as Arizona. Yes,
0: we're not the worst. So at least with the wild card, you have almost 10, 11 teams here, you know, across the board, both leagues. They're still in the mix, man. I mean,
1: I know the the expression is there's nothing more exciting in sports than game seven, which is true. But a, a best of one, pretty damn exciting. So not only do you have the wild card keeping teams keeping you interested in your teams throughout the season, but that one gamer, where you're not used to seeing a playoff game that's only one game long, I don't care if you're a fan of the team or not, it's it's exciting and and the intrigue of if you're a team that has one great pitcher and then a bunch of pretty good pitchers. Do you use that pitcher in the one-game wild card and then hope that you can get through the playoffs and bring him back? Yes, because Mid- you
0: got to get him in. you
1: got to no, get him in. no, but I'm saying. That's the intrigue. It's not just the game itself, but then the decisions. Because every little decision you make in a one-game playoff is do or die. So baseball doesn't do a lot of things right. And they they, they piss on a lot of traditions. But this one-game playoff, uh, mwah, chef's kiss on that one. So I'm... Fun. I'm excited for it, and I, obviously, no team that I root for is going to be in the playoffs. So I can root for it. Root for teams stress-free. Fantastic! I just want to see some good baseball.
0: Fantastic! I'm enjoying the uh, the games in Baltimore here. The Yankees. That's,
1: that's hey, uh, look, we.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you came in and just yeah, I know you get other it. than the. the no, I'm saying
1: other than other than Tampa, since we've gone, uh, we, we avoided being the only team. Or at least the last hundred years, to go over against the team. Okay, we actually managed to win one out of nineteen games against Tampa. But otherwise, you know, we've had some respectable showings. Here's the most important thing: I'm not sure the season head-to-head record, but I know we're at least five hundred with those stinking rotten, no good Washington Nationals. And in fact. Right before or right after the trade deadline, right around that time, we swept them when the Nats were still making some noise. So as long as we beat them, as long as we win the season series or at least split with the Nationals, I'm okay. Can't stand them. I hate them.
0: Can't stand them. Can't stand them. 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 Cannot
1: stand them. But that's for another show. All right,
0: we'll swing back to baseball. It's in the heat of it right now. It's good stuff. And we'll talk more and more in the next couple weeks as we get into the postseason and then the uh, divisional playoffs and all that. Can I running? mention
1: one more baseball thing quickly? Yes. Raise your hand if you still thought if you knew that Ryan Braun was still playing baseball.
0: Who's Ryan Braun?
1: Exactly, the B- Milwaukee Brewers outfielder. He just announced his retirement. I I, I was like, really, he's still playing baseball? I thought after he got caught cheating. Baseball,
0: you can play long. You can, you can actually get in and look at uh, Schwindel in Chicago. He's like twenty nine. He's a rookie. I mean,
1: no. I just figured, you know, his career, he's been kind of a zero since he was caught, you know, using PEDs and Hopefully lying about they it. in go all the way.
0: Brewers so, go all the way.
1: Yeah. They may.
0: Another parade, another championship parade in Milwaukee, the great state of Wisconsin. Yeah. After well, the Bucks. You know, Could the Bucks,
1: just like we had Tampa, we had the Rays, the Bucks, and the Lightning make it to the show, or win the championship. Now we can do Milwaukee. They win the NBA title. Maybe they win the is gonna baseball. is going to take the pack all the way. God help us, though. Now I'm going to draw the line there. God help <laughs> us on the Packers. I can take the Bucks and the Brewers, but i got to draw the line at the pack. So Ryan Braun retires. I I, re- I recognize that he's a member of the tribe, so he's going to be davening and celebrating Yom Kippur tonight. But I remember him as a cheater. I thought it was great when he first came up. I was like, oh, you know, there aren't that many Jewish...
0: We'll talk about all him stars on the Pete Rose Honcho special coming up down the road. He's we, retired. Um, I say good riddance. So, but and I just, so look, uh, and the last thing on the NBA, uh, we will be doing a special feature on the Honchos this year where we'll be completely following the uh the Lakers all season long with this old team, which I predict will win the NBA championship.
1: We want to see how the Ingleside Lakers are yes. doing.
0: We're very excited oh. for that and we will debut that debut that. We'll have music and everything and recaps and yeah. uh, reports we'll, from the hospital
1: <laughs> we'll be checking in on the naps they're taking uh, the kind of uh, hot cereal they're eating as they gum their food what kind of liniment oil they're using Oy vey, the aches and the pains we'll be following all the subplots all the storylines of America's oldest team
0: alright well we're running out of time here so we gotta talk about the National Mediocre League which is underway folks and my god are they proven all my predictions right so far, so good. Go back, check out August 20 something or whatever. The no good prediction show. And I'm telling you, it's a still it's early, but it's already true. A lot of these teams are no good. So let's talk some football <laughs> with Mr. QB. Oh, I'm gonna enjoy this NFL season. Oh, every week.
1: Uh, I, no was, good? I was, I was waiting for here. the clip. I was waiting for the drop. <laughs>
0: Yes, well, I get busy sometimes here, but... You do. You know, what I'm going to try and tell you is I'm just about as smart as what uh, I'm going to play for you right now. Uh, okay. Here, in a in thing here, what we're going to do, because that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, set it up for me here. Okay, uh, so... Because I'm obviously having some trouble here. You are. It's
1: okay. Look am looking it's, at the, time. Here's the nice Here's the nice thing about a week one recap is the following. You can't tell Bupkus... From week one if you make any determinations about the national football league after week one you're crazy there's now 17 games so you got 16 more games to go we'll talk after the quarter poll after the fourth or fifth game that's when you can really start judging teams look i got a lot of notes there were a lot of good games uh i i, re- I listened again to our last show where we did the afc and nfc none of the teams are any good fabulous in-depth nfl predictions and paul's right there are some teams that indeed are no good. Um, again, in the spirit of time, look, there was a lot about quarterbacks this past Sunday. Dak Prescott is back. He looks great. If you're in the same division with him, like we, like the Wolfskins on, are, Bob, we're in deep you, clock.
0: We've got a call in right now from, a, from an expert NFL analyst oh. right now. Hell, you old son of a bitch. How you
1: doing? How do you feel about that call today? I mean, the Dolphins, 4th and 3 play on their 30-yard line with only 34 seconds to go. How do you think I feel? Betrayed? Bewildered? <laughs> Wrong response? So there you go. There you go. That's exactly. I feel betrayed. I feel bewildered. Uh, I, I couldn't have said Get it better. It,
0: Rob. You should expect this now. The crap heap has started early. It stinks and it smells real bad. And we're only two weeks in.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to run through these notes in double time. Number one, the Packers are not as bad and the Saints are not as good as the 38 to three drubbing that the Saints laid on the Packers this past weekend. Jameis Winston, five touchdown passes uh, and 14 for 20 and threw five touchdown passes. You put him with a good coach. I hope he resurrects his career. Um, again, Dak Prescott is back. His offensive line is back. If you're in the NFC East, like my Wolfskins, be afraid. Be very, very afraid of Dak Prescott. Uh, nice to see that Joe Burrow I mean, and the
0: blew the game the opening game to the, the Tampa Bay yes, Buccaneers, Why back team. To
1: the, the team that realizes maybe we're a smidge overrated. Uh, we don't have enough time for the wolfed angst. There'll be plenty of time for me to lose my temper over the wolfed skins. Uh, Herbert and Burrow, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, their rookie seasons were not mirages. Uh, the surprise game for me last week was Pittsburgh beating Buffalo. Buffalo, the one of the, you know, chic picks to make it to the Super Bowl. Certainly the top competitor against Kansas City. I uh, got knocked off by the noodle-armed Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I guess we've got to start saying that Mike Tomlin— actually
0: called him here Grosberger.
1: Yes, he's a hell of a coach. Grossberger. Nice. Uh, let's see, Arizona. Look, the hardest division in the NFL this year is going to be NFC West, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, and Arizona, which reminded everybody, Hey, all the talk about Matt Stafford and all the talk about, uh, the 49ers and all the talk about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. We're pretty damn good out here. We just added JJ. We added AJ green. Kyler Murray accounts for five touchdowns. Chandler Jones has five sacks. It's nice to have J.J. Watt on their side of you to free you up. So let's not forget about Arizona, Matt Stafford, and the Rams. I know you hate the uniforms are the worst uniforms in football, but that team—if you watch that game—it's just it's night and day. It, Jared Goff to Matt Stafford—it's it, it's famine to feast. The Rams—I know it's one game, so I'm not going to go too nuts so cuckoo, but. If you're a Rams fan, you got to be giddy.
0: After and game bad, after game one, after yes. you got to be giddy. Uh, yeah, look, when you have
1: 17 games, the giddiness starts early. You and I, as observers, casual observers, learned observers, we can be less giddy. But if you're a diehard Rams fan, although nobody in Los Angeles is a you diehard should be fan giddy of anything,
0: because the Niners and the Cardinals and the Seahawks are in that division, that's they're all they're all, all horrible. All
1: one and zero. They're not all horrible. Are horrible. you kidding? Not all horrible. Uh, Speaking of bad, though, if you're Jacksonville, a team which I believe has taken the mantle of dysfunction, most dysfunctional team away from the Wolfskins, you lost to a team that is swimming in dysfunction. They said to their quarterback, we don't want to play you. We should just sit over here on the bench until all of your legal troubles go away. They have a first-year coach who's with no head coaching experience. They had Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback, the team is falling apart. You got Jacksonville with, you know, the number one, number one pick in Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer making his NFL debut, and they left a big one in the punch bowl, if you know what I mean. So you got If you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, you're already thinking about, you know, uh, how soon is it before uh, next season? Who is the next number one draft pick we're going to bring down
0: here? The Jaguars won anything.
1: Uh, They were in the AFC championship game a few years ago. But that was a mirage. Ago, a few years ago. Yeah, a of course. Mirage. You know
0: why? Because it's a mediocre, mediocre league.
1: That's why. Yes. And finally, in my rapid-fire look at the games, Sam Darnold plays his old team in Game 1. He's now with Carolina with Joe Brady, a very talented offensive coordinator, and they beat the Jets. And he looked great. And maybe, now we're going to see, was it Darnold or was it playing for the Jets? Buddy, me and you and a couple of buds from beat the Jets. Well, but it's nice that he was able to exact some measure of revenge. And when they say it doesn't mean anything to play your old team, they're lying. They're all lying.
0: Game means nothing
1: to them. What it does. Game?
0: Like what he went home but and I, partied? What he got fucking smashed because he won that game. Yes,
1: but I want to see. Me. I'm sure James. I'm sure Sam Darnold did all of those things. The the square headed wonder that he is.
0: Just one shit team playing another shit team.
1: Yes, but it's good to see. Are we going to see this year? Is it Sam Darnold? Or was it the Jets that caused his downfall?
0: I'm so. so excited for the end of this story at the end of this season.
1: We're at the end of this. We're at the end of that story. No, you know, I'm, talking somebody about, said, I'm
0: talking about the storyline that you're talking about um, You know, going forward here.
1: Well, somebody made the comment. I thought it was very funny that uh, there was a tweet out that said the Jets – should have drafted a quarterback like Sam Darnold. Nah, nah, (laughs) the Twitter verse. So funny. Okay. So a couple other stories before we move on with our lives. Uh, the FBI is now investigating the Deshaun Watson case. We're never going to see him play football again. He and Trevor Bauer can go play golf together. Another guy that's not going to see the light of day anytime soon. Uh, Josh Gordon wants to be reinstated to the National Football League, please. Uh, Sure, whatever. Reinstate him. He's just going to flame out again and do something dumb to get kicked out. Any day now, uh, Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent. I can't believe this guy is out there. He hasn't announced his retirement, but he's not playing for the Cardinals. Look for him.
0: He should go to Tampa Bay.
1: I was just going to say, look for him to sign with Tampa Bay or some other team that's in contention that needs a receiver. He'll take half the season off. But he'll come back refreshed and have a great end to his career.
0: If I'm telling, Excuse me, Rob. If Larry Fitzgerald signs with the Buccaneers, I'm getting a goddamn hat. A I Buccaneers think, hat? Yeah, that'll be fucking amazing. If Larry Fitzgerald... It.
1: If he signs with the Bucs, you and I are going to do a live remote from SoFi Stadium, the site of this year's Super Bowl. We're there. Fucking can't wait. To celebrate the Bucs. But look, he needs... He's going to walk into the Hall of Fame. He deserves a real, honest-to-goodness farewell tour. Not this, you know, I I just decided to stop playing, and I may be retired, I may not be retired, please. Uh, The Bills are requiring their fans to get vaccinated when they come into the stadium, to which I say, outstanding. Absolutely. I don't know how they're going to police it all, but at least they have the policy in place. Uh, Eight members of the Saints have COVID, speaking of vaccines and, you know, pandemic hysteria. Um, and finally, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, the Monday night game, which is a great game between the Raiders and the Ravens. Sorry, at the according to my son, the wrong team won. The Manning brothers did an alternate broadcast um, along with you know the Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Louis Riddick show. They did their own alternate broadcast, which was at times hysterically funny because Peyton Manning is very entertaining. His brother Eli, who knew he was so entertaining, I would just caution you on this. <clears throat> Excuse me, I choke to death. I get very emotional talking about brotherly love. It was great for a while, and then you realize these two guys are are talking to you like you're as big a football egghead as they are. It's not. It's very little filler. If you just want pure insight into football and to go do a deep dive into football strategy, it's great. But if you're just a casual fan or someone who just wants a you know white noise in the background while the game is going on. The Manning Brothers broadcast is probably not for you. It's good for a while. Get your fill. They have some guests on. They had Um, Ray Lewis was on. Travis Kelsey was on uh, to provide their commentary. Peyton Manning at one point put on a helmet that was too small because his head is so big. He had his helmet specially made. But after a while, you're like, okay, I've got kind of a headache now. I want the football for dummies version of Monday Night Football with Levy and company. So there you go. Wow. That was a lot of football in a short period
0: of time. I'm windy. good, man. Thank you.
1: I think I that's the shot. way I like it.
0: Not good. too much football in a very quick time, amount of time.
1: Don't worry. As we get deeper into the season, you can just go out for a smoke break, and I'll take a 20-minute, you know.
0: No, I, I want to be here for it, pal. Sojourn. I'm going to be here for all of it, all of the mediocrity. I will be here, and I will be making and taking notes. Outstanding as the Chiefs and the Bucks and the Packers will be there at the end,
1: but not the Bills, apparently. Again, it's the game, the first game. Bills fans, no need to panic. You Is can still, 15- okay,
0: with this vaccine thing. I mean, are most of the fans, vaxxers, or what? I mean, I think they're, I, I don't think that the owners, of I mean, the Bills I, I, would I see most of the this. Bills mafia try to kill themselves with alcohol. Prior to games, I don't see why they'd be upset with.
1: I think I don't think you you impose this rule unless you're completely out of touch, unless it's something your fans would support. You know they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty forward thinking up there in Buffalo for the most part. So look, it's it's the way it's Good going. for them.
0: Sports is going to take the lead. The entertainment industry. It's just the way it's going. It's just yep. you know if you're not vaccinated, look, teach their own, but you're going to be left out. For God's uh, sakes, or, or, or you're going to be on a ventilator. So it's one of the two. Right. You know yeah. what? Exactly.
1: You want, to, you want to take part in what life has to offer or you want to be on a ventilator. You decide. All
0: um, right. So quick get... hits today. Go ahead. Yes.
1: I was going to say. Well, I, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say before we move on to the, the DOTW. Yes. Uh, OJ Simpson is afraid to go to Los Angeles because he might end up, you know, sitting or staying next to, Nicole's real killer. I just thought that was it was worth bringing that up because not that he's the dope of the week, he's just an idiot, and who's not fooling anybody. But he's good for some yucks. He's good for a laugh once in a while when you say
0: things sure, with a straight sure. face. Where to go! Like way that. to give him air time on our show. Way, to, way, yes. way so, to put him in the fucking show. There you go. Go ahead. Thanks, OJ. Put the fucking guy on the show. <laughs> yeah, we are, you know, come on. I just, put him in the no, ring at halftime. Oh, Between the Vikings, let's say, let's pick another horrible team. The Browns. You know, the on a, Browns on a, on a Thursday horrible. night football game in November when the game doesn't matter to either of these teams. Why not OJ versus the Goldmans? The whole Goldman family. Uh, now, see, that, see, see, that's wrong. Why? You shouldn't go that well. You shouldn't go that route. <laughs> Just, you know. Frontier really justice, baby. What you're saying.
1: That's the name of the show. As we clean it up. For broadcast television, it's called Frontier Justice, not people beating the shit out of no, each other. See, I like that's the, other... the that's the internet only show. Frontier I think, Justice. I like the other title. Think about. I what like it you're better it too. No, think about what, what you're saying. <laughs> I like it much better.
0: Before you do that, think about what you're saying. <laughs> All right, it's time for the Week. Dope of the week. week. That's awesome, dude.
1: It is It is great to be back in the saddle with this. You know, the Gags Gang has been in the basement now for over a month. I, I feed them once in a while, but they, they went out of their way on this one. That's right, because the Gags Gang and I spend countless hours each week in the basement of the Ghost Sports Media Complex to come up with each week's winner. And you can, for absolutely no reward, save for our undying respect and gratitude, gratitude help pilot the show by nominating your own dope of the week use the hashtag dotw on twitter and who will be carrying the mythical sports honchos dope of the week cup around the ice rink of shame this week why we mentioned him already earlier in the show Graham brian kelly head football coach at the university of notre dame coach go, kelly
0: coach we love you brother
1: Coach Kelly, who I believe has won this award before, is already in midseason form after two games so far this season. On Saturday, September fourth, Kelly's Fighting Irish knocked off the twenty, kicked off, excuse me, the twenty twenty-one season by defeating the Florida State Seminoles forty-one to thirty-eight in an overtime thriller, a real nail biter. There were lead changes, great plays, clutch kicks, and the game even produced the season's most memorable moment when Florida State quarterback Mackenzie Milton came off the bench for the Knolls in the fourth quarter. Uh, Milton, who led FSU to two scoring drives to tie the game, had not played since 2018 when he suffered a leg injury so devastating that doctors feared amputation may have been necessary. Unfortunately, this game also featured an open mic night audition for Coach Kelly. After the game, in an interview with ABC's Katie George, Kelly tried to pay homage to the late John McKay, former USC and Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach with some comedy stylings. McKay, winner of four national championships at USC and the first coach in Buccaneers franchise history, was a great communicator with a devastating sense of humor. He could not always deliver the wins, especially at the NFL level where his 1976 and 1977 Bucs lost their first 26 games as a franchise, but the man could deliver his zingers. And here are some of McKay's greatest hits. And let me read just a few of them to you. Following a 51 nothing loss to Notre Dame in 1966, I told my team it doesn't matter. There are 750 million people in China who don't even know this game was played. The next day, a guy called me from China and asked, what happened, coach? <laughs> Following a game in 1967, which O.J. Simpson received over 30 handoffs, McKay was asked, why are you giving the ball to O.J. Simpson so often? He replied, why not? It's not heavy, and it doesn't belong to a union. On recruiting his son, J.K., to play football at USC, I had a rather distinct advantage. I slept with his mother. After the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' first unofficial game, he responded to a question, Well, we didn't block, but we made up for it by not tackling. After the Buccaneers won their first regular season game against the New Orleans Saints during the 1977 season, 33-14, McKay said, You know, three or four plane crashes— And we're in the playoffs. Something, by the way, you can never get away with today.
0: Oh, my Lord. After
1: after receiving harsh criticism from the media about McKay's coaching skills in the NFL, McKay replies, you guys don't know the difference between a football and a bunch of bananas. In the next interview, members of the media left bananas for McKay, who then opened the second interview with, you guys don't know the difference between a football and a Mercedes Benz. And then perhaps (laughs) the most famous quote by McKay Following a Buccaneers loss early in the season, McKay was asked what he thought of his team's execution. He replied, I'm in favor of it. So, unfortunately, <laughs> in the hands of Coach Kelly, comedy turns to tragedy, literally, in this case. After the win against FSU, Kelly stepped up to the mic in his rainbow suspenders and Groucho Marks glasses and uncorked this hysterical nugget. Yeah. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. <laughs> and if you could hear, those, that sound you hear are thousands of crickets chirping in the background. No laughter, no nothing. So beyond how terrible the attempt at humor was... Kelly's stand-up routine had a few flaws. Number one, they won the game. Hey, coach, please do not wait. Please do not troll your team in public. But if you are going to troll, please wait until they actually lose. You cannot call for the execution of a team that wins. Come on, man. I can only imagine what he says to his team when they lose. Yikes. Two, it was an awkward attempt at humor that fell flatter than the Orioles' hopes for the future. Leave the comedy to the professionals. You need something called timing to make jokes work the delivery was not only forced but did not even couldn't even get the quote right and finally you were somewhat responsible already for the death of a student so jokes about execution are probably not the best source material for your next stand-up at the laugh shack and for those that don't remember back in uh, 2010 or 2011 a student assistant at Notre Dame in 50 to 60 mile-per-hour winds was sent up to a tower by Coach Kelly to videotape practice. Uh, shortly thereafter, uh, the tower collapsed in the 50-mile-an-hour winds, killing the student videographer. Uh, a federal federal investigation turned out that, um, as I butcher this, after a federal investigation, let me slow down a minute, I get all excited talking about Brian Kelly, it was found out that Notre Dame was indeed responsible. And Kelly, who knew... They shouldn't be practicing in 50 to 60 mile per hour winds. Sent him up there anyway, and after it was over, no apology, no nothing. He showed no remorse. He got very defensive, in fact, about the death of the student. And no just, to, just to add a, a little extra nugget onto the story, the student who passed away tweeted before he went up on this tower, gusts of wind up to 60 miles per hour a day will, not, will be fun at work. I guess I've lived long enough. He actually tweeted that out. So when that happens, making jokes about killing your team, probably not the best material. So here's another idea, Coach. When you win, just spew a string of winning coach cliches, tip your cap, and say thank you. We can do without the yucks. So, Coach Kelly... For not understanding the difference between winning and losing, for having neither comedy nor style in your quote comedy stylings, and for somehow finding a fresh take on the hilarity of negligent homicide and mass murder, you are the sports honchos' dope of the week. Congrats, coach. Your certificate is in the mail. Thank you very much. Way I'll be appearing. To go, coach. I'll be appearing for three shows at the Chuckle Hut this weekend. <laughs> ah, Brian Kelly, we hardly knew ye. Unfortunately, we do know you. What a dope. What a phenomenal dope. And not just a dope, but someone who's completely tone deaf. And again, if you're going to quote one of the most famous lines in, in, in sports press conference history, at least get it right. Don't say, yeah, I think we should just execute our team. Ha, 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 so funny. I think I wet myself.
0: Well, I think the coach had a little stuff in his pants there and needed to get off the field quickly and wasn't able to get his thoughts across as clear as he wanted to because he was in a rush to get into the men's room because of what the Seminoles had done in that game and the fact that they almost lost.
1: There you go. Yes. Yep, yeah, they did.
0: That's basically what so, happened. Otherwise, so he would have nailed go. that line. He would have nailed it.
1: Yeah, he was too busy thinking about you know the next game or you know putting students up on towers and sixty. I know, right. I did not know that story. I can't
0: believe you haven't brought that story up before.
1: Well, no, it's a decade old. I just I just reminded me when Has you he when really you,
0: been with them that long now.
1: Yeah, it's forever. He's, how he survived is beyond me. But you know, when you talk, when a guy makes a butchers a joke about you know executing his team, you have to remind him, hey, coach, you tried that once already, and it wasn't really a joke. So, yeah, happy Yom Kippur, everybody, especially to Brian Kelly, who has a lot to atone for tonight, even though I'm pretty sure he's not Jewish.
0: Well, there we go, folks. A quick little hit here today for you on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, the Atonement Show. Uh, I would like to wish everybody on the other side a very happy Yom Kippur. On, on our
1: side of the street, yes. Yes,
0: thank you. <laughs> as you always say, on your side of the street there. Happy holidays, my brother. It was thank great you. to see you last week. It, Even was, you it was. It wasn't like fantastic. the show or the I loved the show. Concert. Even though yeah. I drove all the way down to Annapolis to see you, and well, no. you make me feel you, terrible about no. coming.
1: You drove so down now to I have to tell the guys we're not
0: going back, and I told them.
1: Okay. I take full Actually responsibility.
0: We're coming back, but you're not allowed anywhere near the building.
1: What? No live remote from the, uh, the site of the concert? I was thinking
0: about it, but you're so nasty. I mean, so cruel.
1: It was a great show. I saw Shang-Chi last night, and they, the Hotel California is playing at the end. I'm like,
0: Paul's band did it better. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll be back next week, and we'll take a look ahead at the uh, the Chinese Winter Olympic <laughs> Don't forget, Frontier Justice, coming
1: soon to a network <laughs> near you.
0: All right. From your show, Mr. Paul Coppola here in New York. Thank you so much for listening. Rob, as always, in to the folks for us.
1: Hey, everybody. Again, happy uh, Yom Kippur to all of the friends on my side of the street. And happy New Year to everyone, actually. May all of you have a safe and good and healthy and prosperous year. Please, when you're out davening and celebrating Yom Kippur tomorrow, be kind to each other. Be nice to each other. give get in the other ring hug. And beat
0: the shit out of each other. And if you're
1: going to get in the ring and beat the shit out of each other on Frontier Justice, coming soon to a network near you, please be safe. And as always, peace.
0: Good stuff. Follow us at Sport Honchos. Check out all the archives at We're back, baby! And we're out! Woohoo!